0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message.
1: Chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him diligently diligently seek him verse 7 says by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith let me just say this this thought crossed my mind as I was kind of going through this lesson today you know, the same door that saved Noah and his family was the same door that locked everybody else out. Amen. It matters which side of the door you're on. It matters. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. So the promise was generational. Amen. I'm thankful today that my children serve the same God and believe the same gospel message, full gospel message, and I'm watching my grandchildren be raised, amen, serving the same God. And going to receive that same gospel message, that full gospel message. Amen. A little bit later on today, we're going to present a baptismal certificate to Bennett. And that is that's significant to me because I believe it matters how we're baptized. Amen. I believe that matters, and it's a beautiful thing for me to watch a family, not just mine, any family be blessed generationally amen, because of something that their forefathers began to do. So the Bible says that by faith he sojourned in that land of promise as, a strain, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he looked for a city which fa- hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. I just want to preach to you today, speak, teach, whatever, Uh, Where am I going? Where am I going? Amen. You may be seated today. At the age of 88, there was a Supreme Court justice by the name of Oliver Wendell Holmes that found himself uh, traveling to a destination. He was on the train and and, uh, the conductor began to come around and ask for tickets and Oliver Wendell Holmes began to reach in his pocket to grab his ticket stub out to show that he had paid when all of a sudden he found that he was not able to uh, find where he had placed that ticket stub. Frantically, he searched and searched all of his pockets. He went through all of his belongings, but to no avail. The conductor patiently stood there, and finally he said, uh, Mr. Holmes, he said, uh, don't, don't worry about it. We know you travel these rails a long time. I'm sure when you get to your destination that you'll be able to probably come up with the ticket, and you'll find it, and uh, but we trust you and Supreme Court Justice Holmes he looked at the conductor he said he said it's not the fact that I can't find my ticket that's bothering me he said what's really bothering me is he said I can't remember where it is that I'm going <laughs> I don't know where I'm supposed to get off the train uh, I, I, I I can relate to that in some ways there's sometimes where." We're on this roller coaster called right, uh, called life, and, and and you're you're riding this train, and you're you're walking and, and moving, and and things are happening in in your life, and and you're like at some point, I, I just I just need to know where it is that I'm supposed to get off of this thing, and and there's no answer for that. Anybody else ever feel like that? I, I remember a particular friend of mine that was so busy in life that. That he said, I knew it was time to slow down. He he was a very uh, well-known speaker and traveled all over the country and possibly the world. And and I remember him telling me at one point, he said, I knew it was time to slow down when I would wake up in my motel room, and I couldn't remember what town I was in. It's it, it can happen. It can happen. We can become so busy. Life is full of things that that just create havoc and create busyness and and create things that that if we're not careful we can get to the point where we we really forgotten where it is that we're even trying to go. I just wrapped up three decade a three decade career where for many of those thirty some odd years, I supported my family by getting up every morning and going and clocking in, not really knowing where it was that they were going to send me, where I was going that particular day. I could look up on the schedule, and the schedule might say, okay, um, on Monday and Tuesday, you're doing uh, Route 563, and North St. Louis route, and on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, you're doing uh, Route 574, which is, you know, a, a South St. Louis route, and maybe a downtown St. Louis route one day, and, and I could walk in thinking that I knew what the day held only to find out that my boss would come up to me and say, Hey, listen, I know you're supposed to do this and you're geared up to do this, but so-and-so called in sick. And so now we need you to go over and do this. Well, boss, I don't, I don't know that area very well. I've not been trained on that, on that area. And I'm not sure if I even know how to get around that area. Well, just do the best you can. And I'm here to tell you right now, I don't know that there's a worse feeling out there than not knowing where you're going, that feeling of being lost. We laughed one time because they sent me on a route that I had no training on. And the boss told me, he said, just go down there and and do the best that you can. And I mean, you want to talk about destroy a route. I completely destroyed that route that day. I mean, I I couldn't figure things out. I couldn't figure out where to go and, and what packages went where. There was so much on my plate. And finally, at one point, I just went through and I grabbed every package that said South Broadway on it. And I lined it up and I just went straight down South. Now I was passing up stops left and right. I was going past. But I thought that's the only way I'm gonna get anything delivered. I was so overwhelmed. It's a terrible feeling not to know where it is that you're going. But I know a lot of people in this world and in this life that I rub shoulders with that are getting up every single morning without giving any consideration to where they are going to spend eternity. Where are you going today? That's a question that the wise will ask themselves. Where will I end up? What is my final destination? Where am I headed? Where am I going? There's times in life where we feel like we've got a clear picture of where we're going. I like to kind of have things laid out. I like to have a plan. I like to set course for things. We're just now at a place in life that we began to plan for 10 years ago. We laid some plans out, very strategic plans for getting our family where we are today to a certain stage of life, you know, and be able to to kind of change some things we've we realize the age you know is is creeping up on us and our lives are somewhat changing we've got to be prepared you just can't just can't flounder around day after day and and hope for the best and i know a lot of people that that live like that they don't really prepare for the future and so it's always good to try to have a plan so i i know people that are like that they they like to plan things out and there's times where you feel like you you've got that clear direction there's other times where you think you've got that clear picture only to find out that God has other plans for your life altogether. Then there are times in life where you just throw up your hand and say, I have no clue what's going on. I I I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is north, south, east, and west. I can't figure out where I'm supposed to go. I'm just plodding along this thing called life. Holding and trusting in God's hand, trusting that he is going to take me down this road, he's going to get me through this valley, that he knows the ways that I take and he knows the plans that he has for me and I simply have to trust in him.
0: One of those times came many, many years ago. The Lord spoke to us
1: very clearly about coming to Sparta we arrived the only thing that was clear is that we had heard from god everything else was pretty muddy it it just was our kids were all in some were still in grade school some were you know early years of high school we had plucked them up and moved them away from from some of their family and some of their cousins and i know we were bringing them to some there's some of their family here and uh, but it, it was a very difficult time and and we we didn't know all the answers. and the future was really very unclear to us. And things were not always easy. and we were working and 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 trying to do the best that we could. And we had great help here. But some of you that that were here, Back in those early days, you remember what it was like to walk into a church where there weren't that many people, and, and we were struggling with music, and there was a lot of things that we wished that we had, and and things that we wished that we could do, and, and finances that, that we wished that we had, and all of those things were up in the air. We really didn't have a clear vision for the future. We were just trusting in the Lord together. I have to be honest, there were times when I asked God, where is this taking me? Because you know, Lord, I'm not just taking myself. My family is with me. I've got three children and a wife that are depending upon me. What's this accomplishing in my life? Can't see the destination. I can't see. Now, if I could have seen back then what I can look out and see today, It'd have been a whole lot easier just to come in. It'd have been a whole lot easier to be excited because you knew that God was. Was blessing and we can't always see that God does not always give us that final destination picture in our mind there are times where he just tells us listen I've got a job for you to do and I'm not gonna give you all the particulars I'm not gonna tell you all the blessings I'm just gonna give you a promise of a future that is better than where you are now and the only thing that I'm gonna be able to tell you is go If I could have dreamed those church plans that hang on the back wall back there in that picture, things would have been easier. But God didn't give me any of that. You know, sometimes it's hard to see heaven from where we're standing here on earth because there are so few things down here on earth that remind us of heaven. Our lives are so filled with hardships, disappointments, I mean, yes, we have our victories. We have our times of laughter. We have we have good times too. But we also suffer loss, and and sometimes we go through life and and things kind of mount up, and they they get heavy on our shoulders, and 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 it's easy sometimes when we get to thinking along those lines that that maybe God has kind of forgotten, or maybe God really are we even really in the will of the Lord? And it's times like that where we just have to continue to keep going forward, trusting that we are living, answering, and walking in the call that God has placed upon us. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're going through a tough time and if things aren't quite what you think they ought to be, don't you give up. Don't you quit. You just keep on putting one foot in front of the other and trust that God is leading you to a better place.
0: The Bible declares to us that we are to walk
1: by faith, not by sight. Now, we've turned that into a catchphrase almost. That's our answer for people when they, they don't understand. Well, you know, God you gotta walk by faith and not by sight sometimes. Yeah, that's easy to say when you're on that side of things. But when you're the ones that's that's taking the step and you're wondering
0: if the next one's gonna lead you off the edge of the cliff.
1: You're walking not knowing if God is really leading you or not. You're just trusting in him and trying to go by the best of your ability according to the word and you know what you heard but you haven't heard it for such a long time that it's kind of became faint in the back of your mind.
0: You got to walk by faith. You've got to walk by faith
1: it was by faith that abraham said yes to god's call to travel to an unknown destination
0: an unknown place that would become his new home i got to i got to ask you you know god speaks to abraham and tells him go
1: abraham he didn't have the luxury to even figure out where it was that God was calling him to. He couldn't Google it. You know, I can go on, I can go on the internet and I can type in just about any city. And I can get all the specifications, all the statistics. How many people live there? You know, what's what's the ratio of the ethnicity of the, uh, of the people that live there? Uh, what's the what's the median house range? I mean, we can get so much information to try to help us decide: Is this a good place for me to go? Is this some place that I I want to show up? Is this some place I want to raise my family? But but. Abraham had none of that. He couldn't Google earth it. He he didn't have a family member that sent him a postcard that said, wish you were here, you know, with a little picture on it of the the sandy beaches or the beautiful mountains and none of that. All he had was a message from God that says, listen, I want you to leave where you're at and I want you to begin the journey and I'm going to tell you when you get there, you'll know it. You'll know it. And Abraham
0: simply stepped out in faith. The Bible says that knowing not whither he went. Knowing not whither he went.
1: You know, that can be fun if, if the destination doesn't really matter. One of these days, my wife and I, we've talked about one of these days when when we really retire from everything. I, we're just gonna hop in the car and drive and see where it takes us. <laughs> we're just gonna drive, and when when we when we feel like stopping, we're gonna stop and you know that sounds good in theory, but but in actuality, there's no telling where you might wind up at. I've accidentally wound up in some places I'd like get me out of here now.
0: You gotta have some,
1: something in your head that that causes you to to choose a certain particular place as your destination.
0: Abraham leaves home, gathers his belongings, has his wife,
1: sets out from his hometown, but he doesn't know where he's going doesn't really know what God has in store. He didn't know where his steps would take him. He didn't know what might happen to him on the way. He just is walking by faith.
0: All he knew was that God had called him, sending him to a strange land that one day his descendants would possess and God would
1: make a great nation of them. And Abraham arrived at this strange land. He doesn't know anybody there. He, he didn't have any relatives there waiting on him. He didn't have any connection there. He didn't even speak their language. You know, I got to hand it to our missionaries, our, our missionaries that will step out in faith and go to a foreign land where the culture is different, the language is different, the, the food is different, you know. And I've got cousins that, that serve. The, they've been missionaries for probably 30-some years now, and they have, they have sat down, and, you know, their, their, their whole mindset is you eat what is set before you. And there are times when I'm thinking that's exactly why God did not call me to be a missionary, I get a little leery even at potlucks every once in a while, let alone going to a foreign country where what they're laying out in front of me is still moving. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, that ain't going to happen, not with me. You got to kill it before you grill it in my book. That's just the way it goes.
0: (laughs) What kind of life is that?
1: living with a bunch of strangers who don't even speak the same language. Top it off, you know, they're not living in a big, beautiful mansion. They're living in tents. How many of you ladies would put up with that for very long? Oh, honey, we're going to go on vacation. Oh, where are we going? You got a nice condo? We got uh, a beautiful motel that we're staying in? Or, uh, you know, I mean... uh, I'll even settle for a nice motorhome. No, we're going to go for a a month-long journey, and we're going to do nothing but sleep in a tent. Let me tell you something right now about my wife. She loves me, but I would be going on that vacation by myself. (laughs) Abraham's wife was right there alongside of him. If I were Abraham, I would probably be thinking somewhere along the line, you know what? I'm done. I'm going home. I'm going back to the people that I know. I'm going back to the place that they can understand me and I can communicate with them. I'm going back to the place that serves my favorite sandwich to my favorite restaurant. I'm tired of being out here. Uh, and and these cultures and with these strangers doing these things that I don't understand. I'm tired of you. God, there is no way that your will has called me to be out here, but that's exactly what God had called him to do. He said, I want you to go, and I want you to go in faith. I'm not going to tell you the destination. I'm just going to divinely direct your path. But I want you to know every place that you step is going to become yours.
0: left everything behind, family, culture, understanding, all behind him. But he doesn't go home. He doesn't quit. He continues
1: on. I want us to understand today, you know, for many, you already get this, but for those that that maybe are kind of new on this journey, you need to know. You need to know that not everybody's going to understand the changes Not everybody's going to understand the new culture that you're headed into. Not everybody's going to be along. There's going to be people trying to talk you out of serving the Lord. There's going to be people that are trying to to persuade you to to come on back to what you're familiar with. Come on back to the lifestyle that you were kind of comfortable in. Come on back over here where, where everybody knows you and you know everybody. Why are you stepping out into that direction? I'll tell you why you're here. You're here because God has called you here. God loved you enough to reach down and try to pick you out of that place that you were comfortable in, in your sin. He says, I've got a new pathway, a new direction, a new family, a new culture for you to have. But I want you to know something today. The builder and maker of your new life is not a new job. It's not a new facility that you can work at. It's not a new home. Amen. It's a brand new life in Jesus Christ. God has blessings. He is the builder and the Maker of your future, if you will just continue to follow him.
0: He walked by faith. Walked by faith.
1: Even when things didn't seem like they were working in his favor, he held on to the promise. I want to remind us today that we have also been given a promise. There is a land whose builder and maker is God. What did Jesus say? I, I gotta go away. For if I go, if I, you know, the Comforter can't come. And I'm going why? To prepare a place that where I am, I want you there with me. I'm preparing a place for you. There's a promise for the people that are willing to walk by faith and not by sight, because if you walk by sight, if you walk by what you see, if you look around you, amen, it'll be like the the, the, the waves uh, uh, of the Red Sea as they've been parted. You look around, you see that any moment it feels like it could come crashing down on you, but God's hand is upon you, amen. I'm telling you what, right now, not a single Israelite died, but every single one of their enemy perished, amen. Every single one of their enemy, that was chasing them perished in that same thing, the very same thing that brought them salvation, destroyed their enemy. Listen to me today. If you'll just keep walking the walk, if you'll keep walking the walk of faith, amen, if you'll just keep walking when you don't even realize where it is that you're going, but you're following, God, there is something incredible for you.
0: Encourage us today. Keep your eye
1: on the city whose builder and maker is God. Sometimes He calls us out of where we're comfortable, but He calls us out with a purpose why I, I want to bless you and I want to bless your sons and I want to bless your grandchildren and I'm going to make something out of you that you'll never be able to become right where you're at. You'll have to walk through some uncomfortable places. You'll have to walk through some places that you don't understand and you'll have to go through, through some things that, that you may not really particularly enjoy but just remember, this is not where you're going to die. This is not where your story ends. There is a destination. There is a promise that I have called you to for this morning, there is a promise that you must hang on to. Don't forget where it is that you're going. It's not always what we can see. We have to perceive sometimes what is not there in order to keep us moving. Because of that, we see things differently than others see things. The Bible talks about even when we grieve, we grieve not as others that have no hope grieve. We look through a glass darkly, but we still see through that glass. We may not see as he sees, but but we can see some things that the average person in the world cannot see. We have to be able to perceive some things. I love that story where Holmes and Watson are out. It's in the middle of the night. They're asleep on the mountainside. And Holmes looks around. He wakes up in the middle of the night and he looks around and he nudges Watson. He says, Watson, wake up. Watson stirs. What? what? Why did you wake me out of my sleep? He said, Tell me what you see. Watson rubs his sleepy eyes and he
0: opens them up. He says, Well, He said, I see, I see hundreds of thousands of stars shining in the night. Watson
1: says, Well, I mean, Holmes looks at Watson and he says, And what does that tell you? Watson began to try to think, and he said, Well, cosmologically, I guess it tells me that we're part of a large universe. That we're one of one of those billions and billions of planets and stars out there we're, we're one of those and here we sit right here in our little our, our little place in the universe and theologically i guess they tell me that we have a it would tell me that we have a great god that put it all in place and he hung the moon and the stars just so so and they they are by design by grand design of god
0: okay what's this? Well, I guess meteorologically, they tell me that the sky is clear and we are probably going to have good weather tomorrow.
1: And temporarily, he's trying to be really brilliant here because he's talking to Sherlock Holmes, you know, trying to cover all of his bases meteorologically, theologically. He said, temporarily, it tells me that we're in the middle of the night and we probably should be sleeping. He's getting a little ticked off at why Holmes even woke him up in the first place.
0: He looks over at Holmes and he says, So brilliant,
1: minded man, friend of mine. What's it tell you? He thinks he's got Sherlock Holmes simply looks over and he says, It tells me that somebody stolen our tent. <laughs> It was not in everything that he could see where he found what was right in front of his face. It was what was missing. Watson perceived something totally different than Holmes. And that's my point this morning in this lesson for the church today. You've got to be able to look around you and perceive something different than the rest of the world sees. You got to see things in the light of eternity, not in the temporary. Because the world will look at things and say, I want this and I want that, and this should make me happy. And if I do this or go here or take this, this is where I'm going to find my joy and my my peace. And and if I get a little mixed up in this, then I can just go have this prescription put uh, in in for me and go pick that up, and that'll take care of this. And and they see everything in the light of here and now. But the child of God sees things differently. It may look at something that we can't see with our natural eyes but our faith tells us that we have a builder and a maker who is God that has gone to prepare a place for us that where he is, we might be also. Don't forget where you are going because it'll keep you on track of where you are. Abraham saw something totally different than the ad- average person would see. Could have looked at his present position, but he didn't. That's why he's in that eleventh chapter of Hebrews. We call it the chapter of faith, the faith chapter. Our heroes of faith. Go we'll read it sometime. You'll see all the different heroes of faith that are that are lined up in there. Eventually, it gets down to where. It just kind of lumps them all together at the, at the very end, but, but it names many of our heroes of the faith. and The reason that they are heroes of the faith was they didn't let their present circumstance stop them from pursuing what God had promised them.
0: Here we are,
1: May the 7th, beautiful spring morning. Gathered together in a place where we will never, never be exactly like this again. We'll never have this same opportunity, these same moments. We're standing in the same spot, yet many of us see things differently because we are looking from different vantage points of life. See, I have a different vantage point that brother, than brother Jones have has on life because I, I, I'm 20 years further down the road than he is. Every night he has to go home and try to wrangle three little boys to go to bed. And me, I just like, you know what? I'm tired. (sighs) Watch them boys. Love them, hug them, I can be paw I can play catch with them, we can go out and, and, and run to the park with them, do all kinds of stuff, and at the end of the day, when I get a little weary, I'm like, Mommy, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy. Different vantage points, right? Age, all kinds of things. None of us are looking at life through, through the same total lens. We all have slightly different Vantage points that we're looking at life, different lenses that we're looking at life through.
0: For some out there, it's been a tough year.
1: Things have not gone the way you thought they would or should go. You're seeing 2023 as being, man, only in May, and I'm already wishing this year was behind me. I mean, I can't tell you the many things that have happened. Others, others have you you have done wonderful. You've been blessed. There's been good things happen your way in your in your life. You've prospered. I, I, I've watched this church, you know, have another good year. Every year we go through uh, and have our business meeting somewhere along the the month of March, and we'll sit down and I'll look at things and and say God has blessed us again in so many different ways. And and then I'll look out and. And I have these pictures that pop up on my, on my uh that scroll along on my computer that remind me, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. For one reason or another, death takes some. You know, we, we lose some that we love. None of our families are exactly the same as they were last year. We're all looking at things just a little bit different. Some are just starting your walk with God, and others. You're here veterans of many spiritual battles. Amen. Some of us are, are in places in God where we're in a really good place and it's very exciting right now. And others are struggling just to hang on to what faith we have left. The realities of life. So I would tell all of us, I would encourage us today, don't forget where we're going. Don't get so distracted by the hardships and the journey that you forget the destination. Amen. Sometimes it's hard on that journey towards that destination to not get tired, to not get weary, to not get hungry, to not have a flat tire, to have breakdowns along the way, to see some things that you don't really see, to go through some areas that you don't really uh, enjoy so much, but don't forget this is not where you're going to live for Amen. This world is not my home. I'm passing through here. I'm a pilgrim here. I'm a stranger here. Amen. I'm an alien here. I don't belong here. This is not where my final destination is. I have a home up there someplace that Jesus Christ has prepared.
0: It's okay to
1: walk by faith. Some may call it blind faith, and sometimes that's pretty much what it feels like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me either. All, I'm, all I know is I'm listening to the voice of God. I don't claim to have it all figured out. I don't. But one thing I do know, one thing I can stand upon is I absolutely know when the Lord has spoken to me. And there are times when that is the only thing that keeps me in the race.
0: I know what I heard.
1: I know what I heard you say. I don't, know. I don't know how it's got me to this point. I expected a different path. I don't know why if I'm following you, it feels like sometimes I'm being punished or sometimes I'm going through some things that I thought I'd be protected from. And it's in those moments that God quietly whispers and said, don't forget. Don't forget I'm taking you someplace. This isn't your destination. This is your journey. Don't get caught up in the journey. Job 23, 8 through 10 says, look, I go forward, but he's not there. (laughs) You're going to relate to this a little bit. Go forward, he's not there. I go backwards, but I cannot perceive him.
0: When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him, and when when he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him.
1: Anybody else ever felt like that?
0: How are you? That's what Job said. God lived upright. The book of Job starts off
1: with him saying, "There was a man that was upright." that Job was a man that was a good, godly man. So you had to to be able to sit down and wonder if there weren't times when Job felt like, God, I, I don't deserve this. Where are you? I look around, I can't
0: find you in any of this. Verse 10 says, but he knows the way that I take.
1: When you can't feel God and you can't see God, and you don't know where God is at, just trust
0: that he still knows where you're at.
1: God, I don't know why I'm here and I don't know why I'm going through this and I don't know why I'm suffering this. Just remember he knows the way
0: that you take and you're not lost you're not lost there are music come today we can look back and wonder what it'd be like back in chaldees abraham
1: what are you going to do challenges that you face, the things that you're going to suffer along the way, what are you going to do? Are you going to look back and wish you were back in Chaldees? And that's kind of what the Israelite people did after they come out of bondage.
0: You can look at our present situation and wonder, where is God in all of this?
1: Or we can trust or we can trust that he knows the way that we take. Would you stand with me this morning? I look around this place, and if I were writing a book, and I had the 11th chapter ready to go, and I began to write down some of my heroes of the faith, I wouldn't have to go very far. I'd be able to look around this room and see people that have come further in their journey than I have. I can look around this room and see people that have lost deeper than I have. That have faced mountains that I'm not sure if I could climb. that have cried tears, that have reasons behind them that I hope I never have to know. Some of my heroes of the faith I'm privileged to rub shoulders with every time we gather together. And I want you to know this morning what an encouragement you are to me. Watched you lose battles, watched you suffer loss, watched you get wounded. And at the end of the day, you've just kept stepping forward towards the promise. I know that there's been times when you've wondered where am I going? This is not how I wanted life to. I should be enjoying these things. I, I I I got the phone call just about a week or so ago. Man that I had worked with for the past few years. I can't say that I knew him real, real well, but I had worked with him the past two or three years. About my age. My uncle that was close to him worked with him for 20-some years over in St. Louis before he transferred to Collinsville. He said, did you hear that Dan died? I said, what? What happened? Cancer. Began to ask some questions and found out that Dan had worked. It's not an easy job. There's <laughs> a lot of demands. Thinking, you know, it's so sad to me that somebody doesn't get to enjoy just a little bit of rest, a little bit of retirement. They work all their life, and the job he had was not an easy job. And, and then I found out that he and his wife were building their dream home, making plans. That was their, where they were going to live out their years. Gone. on. Sometimes life leaves us wondering what's happening. I want you to know today, there is nothing more important. I don't care if it's a relationship. I don't care if it's a material item in your life. I don't care if it is a job. I don't care what it is. Don't forget, don't let anything distract you from where it is that you're headed. I wonder if you bow your heads right now today. I know this is not the time for the altar call, but I really feel the Lord is trying to speak to some people here today. You're distraught. You felt like giving up. You felt like throwing in the towel. You felt just quite honestly lost. What's my future hope? My answer to you today is that in this life, I have no answer for you. I have no answer for you in this life. I can't stand here and tell you that you're not gonna suffer tragedy, that God's hand is always gonna protect you from everything that would ever bring harm into your life or the feeling of loss. I can't really make you that promise as much as I'd like to. And even if I did, you'd know I was lying. The only thing that I can tell you is that beyond this life, there is a place called heaven. The righteous are going to dwell therein. It's going to be a place that the half has not even been told. The lamb is going to be the light. And the last tear is going to be shed. It's going to be a little bit of silence early on. And then after that, we're going to worship and we're going to praise. And we're going to experience things that we can't even begin to fathom. And so I just would tell you, don't let anything here cause you to forget where you're going. Because there's a place that is being prepared for you even now. Some of us have already stepped over on that other shore. What a reunion, what a reunion that day is going to bring. Don't get caught up. Don't get distracted on this journey. Remember the final destination is all that matters. Precious God, we thank you today, Jesus. God, impact my spirit. Speak to my heart. God, give good direction. Lord, let us follow that good direction when it's there, but God, in those moments where we look around and we wonder where we're at, we kind of lost a little bit of sight of our bearings, God, let us always remember your word is the lamp unto our path. God, it's that light that directs us. And I pray that your word, God, would just draw us close, keep us in the perfect will. Your perfect will, God. Anoint this church in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.